Welcome beyond our focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver About Wizard in Glass, a fourth novel in the Stephen King Dark Tower series, or saga, or whatever. We are in the third part! Uh, the seventh chapter, Taking the Ball, where we start with a bang. We start with Kimber Reimer, who I barely remember who this man is. You <laughs> He's mentioned in passing. He's like the mayor's chancellor, yeah, I think chancellor. it was. And so he, he's, it's just a really weird character to start out with. Yes, it is. Uh, Reimer keeps getting uh, uh, like hit in the nose with a, with a feather. Yeah, he feels like a tickle on his nose, and he like freaks out, and then... He sneezes, he thinks he's getting a cold, and it happens again, and then there's... He thinks it's a bird. Yeah. A bird fluttering across the room. Because it could be anything else. Yeah. It's just a bird! He's terrified of bugs and bats and birds and everything. He hates them. He's terrified of them. He thinks they're nasty. The lamp lit, and in a thin circle of its radiance, he saw not a fluttering bird, but Clay Reynolds sitting on the edge of the bed. In one hand, Reynolds held the feather with which he had been tickling Magus's chancellor. In his other, his other was hidden in his cloak, which lay on his lap. Which is always a good sign. Yeah. When yeah. someone keeps one of their hands hidden inside their clothing, yeah, that's always a good sign. Uh, Reynolds had disliked Reimer from the first time meeting him in the wood, woods far west of town. Uh, yeah, because they had met. Yep, they had met. And uh, Reimer had said some not very pleasant things. He, he made a joke that Reynolds took the wrong way. And it pretty much... Whether he meant it one way or the other, he still didn't like it. The fact that he even made a remark pissed yes. him off. He so. joked about him and kind of embarrassed him. Yes. And since then, he has not liked him at all. Yeah. It says, he knew when people were making small of him, and if he could make such a person pay, he did so. For Kimber Reimer, payday had come. And had it ever. <laughs> I mean, we'd already talked about this a little bit. I mean, we kind of know what's going to happen. They talked about killing yeah. the mayor and killing Reimer. Yeah. We're at that time! Yeah, because Carol was just literally like, oh, how sad. How sad. And they're like, whoa. So, yeah. uh, the guy, uh, Reimer goes, Reynolds, what are you doing? How did you get in? You got, the, you got to be thinking of the wrong cowboy. The man sitting on the bed replied, no riddles here, just Signor Monto. He took out the hand which had been under his cloak, and in it was a keenly. Keenly. Oh, why did I say keenly? Yeah, that would be the word. There's not an in there. Oh, okay. Hold a cuchillo. 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 But usually the two L's is a Y, isn't it? Don't like, look at like, me. Like Yama. I don't know. I, get, I, I don't, don't know. Is this a Spanish thing? But... Yep. Riddles had. Home, yeah, Reynolds had purchased in the low market with the chore in mind. He raised it now and dove the 12-inch blade into Reimer's chest. It went all the way through, pinning him like a bug. A bed bug, Reynolds thought. So, yeah. Reimer, Reimer's really dead. Oh, yeah. It says, Reynolds lifted the hand which had held the knife. He turned it so the small blue tattooed coffin between thumb and forefinger was in front of Reimer's eyes. He wanted it to be the last thing Reimer saw. Let's hear you make fun of me now, Reynolds said. He smiled. Come on, let's just hear you. And then we 
immediately switch over to Mayor Thorne. Who's awakened from a very bad dream. Which is a very, a dream we've heard before. Yeah, very similar to Coral's. Olive. Olive. One of them. Yes, because yes, this is the same dream that Olive had, and when she went to wake him, decided not to. And now he's having the dream about the bird traveling over the town and everything becoming bloody. And it says, it may be my barony, but it's my bird too, he thought, just before awakening, huddling, uh, shuddering, ball in his head in the bed. My bird. I brought it here. I let it out of its cage. Yes, you did. Yes, because even though he's taking no physical part in what's going on, he knows about it and he's just allowing it to happen. Yes. He is literally looking the other way as everything happens. Mm-hmm. So, so he goes down to get a drink to his study. Yep, that he most certainly does. Um, it says... Oh, why was... Oh, the visible sign might have been the boots beneath the study drapes, just the scuffed tips of them showing. But Thorin never looked in that direction. His eyes were fixed on the bottle. Um, he'd yep. had a terrible dream, for God's sake, and after all, tomorrow's reaping, he said, sitting in the weeding chair on the edge of the hearth. I guess a man can jump a fence or two, come reap. Yeah, good old Thorin didn't see someone hiding behind the drapes. So he sits down in his favorite chair, he cracks his knuckles, Pretty much. And all he just hears out of nowhere. I hate it when you do that. You scrawny git. Spoke a voice directly into Thorn's left ear. Thorn jumped. His heart took his own tremendous leap in his chest. The empty glass flew from his hand. And there was no foot runner to cushion his landing. It smashed to smashed on the hearth. And before good old Thorn could scream or anything, yes, Roy the Pape had uh, grabbed his hair and yanked him back. Yeah. The knife the Pape held in his hand was much humbler than the one Ro- uh, Reynolds had used, but it cut the old man's throat effectively enough. Well, goodbye, Thorn. Yeah, he's gone. It just... He... Slow death. Yes. Oh, oh. This says, DePape let go of Thorin's hair, went back to the drapes he had been hiding behind, and picked something up off the floor. Mm-hmm. It was Cuthbert's lookout. DePape brought it back to the chair and put it in the dying mayor's lap. Bird, Thorn gargled through a mouthful of blood. Bird, yar, old fella, and trigger you to notice at a time like this, I will say. DePape pulled Thorin's head back again and took out the old man's eyes with two quick flips of his knife. One went into the dead fireplace, the other hit the wall and slid down. Thorin's right foot trembled briefly and was still. One more job to do. Um, so he picked up the little nightcap with the little ball on the end, dipped it in blood, and did the eye. Yep. The good man's eye. Just real super friendly there. Just oh. nice and lovely. It says, there, he murmured, standing back. If that don't finish him, nothing on earth will. True enough, the only question left unanswered was whether or not Roland's catet could be taken alive. And then we switch over to Jonas. Or Lenny. Jonas had told Lenny exactly where to place them in. Two inside the stable, two more out, three of these latter gents hidden behind rusty old 
implements, two hidden in the burnt-out remains of the home place, one Dave Hollis crouched on top of the stable itself, spying over the roof peak. Lenny was glad to hear that the men in the posse uh, took their job seriously. There were only boys, it was true, but boys who had one occasion come off ahead of the big coffin hunters. So yeah. So yeah, they're 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 waiting. They they got into their ambush positions, as we know from previous chapters, because we're on the outside of this entire situation. Is that Roland and his quartet still believe everything's going on tomorrow? Yep. So. And it's not. <laughs> no. We also find out that though Sheriff Avery is the sheriff, he's just kind of sitting back. He's. He's letting Lenny do all the the actual management of the situation. Um, but it does say that says, Only one thing I'll say to ye on my own hook. We don't need him alive, but it's best we have him so. It's the barony we want to put paid to him. The common folk. And so put paid to this whole business as well. Shut the door on it, if you will. So I say this. If there's cause to shoot, shoot. But I'll flay the skin off the face of any man who shoots without cause. Do you understand? No response. It seemed they did. Yep. Don't kill the boys. Don't yep. do it. Unless you have no choice, but don't do it. Pretty much. We want, because we've set up this entire frame, we want the townspeople to see them. We want the townspeople to be mad at them. We want mm -hmm. the townspeople to decide their fate. <sighs> then we switch over to Roland... Cuthbert Elaine. No. Who are just insanely oblivious to what's going yeah. on. Mm. So insanely oblivious. Go just going about their morning like it's yeah. nobody's business. It just says it, his instincts did not awake. Elaine's touch, which had sensed Jonas the day Jonas had killed the pigeons, did not so much as quiver. As for Cuthbert, and then of Cuthbert's just doing his Best to be Cuthbert. He's loud. He's happy. He's just ready to keep on going. And it says, They set off across the dooryard, sensing the eight pairs of eyes on them, not at all. They walked into the stable, past the two men flanking the door, one hidden behind an ancient harrow, the other tucked, tucked behind an untidy stack of hay, both with guns drawn. Only a rusher sensed something was wrong. He stamped his feet, rolled his eyes, and as Roland backed him out of his stall, tried to rear. Hey, boy, he said, and looked around. Spiders, I reckon. He hates them. No, no, not, not spiders, Not Roland. spiders, that's not what's going on. Look, Cuthbert said cheerily, still unaware of the men standing directly behind him and his friends. He was pointing north. A cloud in the shape of a bear. Good luck for it. Don't move Cullies, friend Lenny called. Don't so much as shuffle your god-pounding feet. Alan did begin to turn, in startlement more than anything else, and there was a ripple of small clicking sounds, like many dry twigs all snapping at once. The sound of cocking pistols and muskets. Yeah, it's not good. It's, no. Taken by so Complete surprise. There is no chance. This is literally the bar, except in reverse. Like, everyone's just 
sneaking up on each other, except this is an entire group just on them. And they're like, woo! And there's no one who's going to help them this no. time. No, Al, Roland said. Don't move. Don't. In his throat, despair rose like poison, and tears of rage stung at the corners of his eyes. Yet he stood quiet. Cuthbert and Elaine must stand quiet, too. If they moved, they'd be killed. Don't move, he called again. Either of you. And then this is the first time someone actually calls him out, but it says a Sheriff Avery happened to come out and get behind Roland, and he says, Hurry up, Dearborn, or whatever your name may be. Get them behind ye, small of your back. There's guns pointed at your parts, and if we end up taking only in two of you instead of three, life will go on. Yeah, there's, there's nothing they can do. They're, yeah. Now they're being handcuffed. And of course, Cuthbert wants to create the most ruckus. Yeah, that's what he does, though. So they, of course, threaten Elaine. Mm-hmm. You're out, you're outgunned, you're outnumbered, you're outsmarted this time. You're, you're out everything. There's, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Boys, the sheriff said, you're arrested for transgressing the barony. The specific charges are treason and murder. Who did we murder? Elaine asked mildly, and one of the posse uttered a laugh, either shocked or cynical, Roland couldn't tell which. The mayor and his chancellor, as you as ye know quite well, Avery said now. Yeah. How can you do this? Roland asked curiously. It was Lenny to whom he spoke. Magus is your home place. I've seen the line of your father's in the town cemetery. How can you do this to your home place, sigh Lenny? I've no intention of standing out here and making palaver with thee. See that word? The word. It's always going to get me. It's a hard word. No. It's a real hard Alavarez. word. Name get of the show and everything. It's a hard word. <laughs> get his horse. Boys as trig as this bunch should have no problem riding with their hands behind there. No. Tell me, Roland interposed. Don't hold back, Silene. These are your friends you've come with and not a one who isn't inside your circle. How can you do it? I love how I've just... I've completely made this man the name yeah. Lenny. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> no matter what, this mean, man I, is I, Lenny. He will always be Lenny. I just don't know what his last name is. It's Lin- a weird last Lin- name. Lingle, Lingle, Lingle. I don't know. Either way, it's Lenny. Lenny's good. Now I'm hooked on it. Thanks. Lenny's good. It says. Um, It says, you're not going to live long enough to profit from advice, Dearborn, he said, but I'll give you some anyway. Stick with the winners in this world and know how the wind blows so you can tell when it changes direction. You've forgotten the face of your father, you scurrying little maggot, Cuthbert said clearly. This got to Lenny in a way Roland's remark about his mother had not. It showed in the sudden bloom of color in his weathered cheeks. It's a really big insult in this world. Is it is. For what reason? It's forgetting the face of your father. Let me get Roland talk, talking to Deputy Dave. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to see you here, Roland said gravely. I'm sorry. I am. I'm sorry. I am too to be here. Deputy said, "If murder was your business, I wish you'd gotten it to it sooner." 
and your friend shouldn't have been so arrogant as to leave his calling card. He nodded towards Cuthbert. Roland hadn't the slightest idea what Deputy Dave was referring to, but it didn't matter. It was just part of the frame, and none of these men believed much of it, Dave likely included. Although Roland supposed they would come to believe it in the later years and tell it to their children and their grandchildren as gospel. The glorious day they'd written with the posse and taken down the traitors. Because that's how it always goes. Yeah. No matter what side you're on, as the years go by, you're always going to be like, yeah, I remember no, because that day. In the end, I mean, if you, you, you killed the boys, they go down as traitors. It looks good on you. You help take down the traitors. You're on, you're on the winning side of history. Mm. Whether it's the right side or not, the winning side. And so then they, of course, they're on their horses now, and they finally see Jonas. Yeah, we get some fun stuff here. Mm-hmm. Jonas's white hair, untied today, lay over his shoulders. He doffed his hat and held it out to Roland in courtly greeting. A good game, he said. You played very well for someone who was taking his milk out of a tit not so long ago. Old man, Roland said, you've lived too long. Jonas smiled. You'd remedy that if you could, wouldn't you? Yar, I reckon. He flicked his eyes at Lenny. Get their toys, Fran. Look specially for... Especially sharp for knives. They've got guns, but not with them. Yet I know a bit more about those shooting irons than they might think. And funny boy slingshot. Don't forget that, for God's sake. He liked to take Roy's head off with it not so long ago. Are you talking about the carrot top? Cuthbert asked. He never would have missed his head. His balls, maybe, but not his head. Probably true. So as the slingshot was on the back of Cuthbert's belt, tucked into a holster he had made for himself, it was very well for Roy to pape that he hadn't tried Bert. Roland knew Bert could take a bird on the wing at 60 yards. Good Bert. Bert is good. Um, oh. What's your real name, brat? Fess up. No harm in telling now. You're going to ride the handsome, and we both know it. Roland said nothing. Lenny looked at Jonas, eyebrows raised. Roland squeezed Rusher's sides. The horse trotted towards Jonas, and suddenly, Roland knew something. As with all the best and truest intuitions, it came from nowhere and everywhere. Absent at one second and all there and fully dressed at the next. Who sent you west, maggot? He asked as he passed Jonas. Couldn't have been corked. You're too old. Was it his father? The look of slightly bored amusement left Jonas's face. Flew from it. I mean, flew from his face as if slapped away. For one amazing moment, the man with the white hair was a child again. Shocked. Shamed and hurt. Yes, court da. I see it in your eyes, and now you're here on the clean sea. Except you're really in the West. The soul of a man such as you can never leave the West. Jonas's gun was out and cocked in his hand with such speed that only Roland's extraordinarily eye, extraordinary eyes were capable of making the movement. There was a 
murmur from the man behind them, Parkley, shock, mostly awe. Jonas, don't be a fool, Lenny snarled. You ain't killing them after we took the time and risked to hood them and tie their hooks, are ye? Yeah. Yeah. His eye. Jonas seemed to take no notice. His eyes were wide. Watch your words, Will Dearborn, he said in a low, hoarse voice. You want to watch him ever so close. I got two pounds of pressure on a three-pound trigger right this second. Fine. Shoot me, Roland said. He lifted his head and looked down at Jonas. Shoot, exile. Shoot, worm. Shoot, you failure. You'll still live in the ex- you'll still live in exile and die as you lived. For a moment, he was sure Jonas would shoot, and in that moment, Roland felt death would be enough, an acceptable end after the shame of being caught so easily. In that moment, Susan was absent from his mind. Nothing breathed in that moment. Nothing called. Nothing moved. The shadows of the men watched the confrontation, both on foot and on horseback, were printed depthless on the dirt. Then Jonas dropped the hammer of his gun and slipped it back into his holster. Take him to town and jug him, and when I show up, I don't want to see one hair harmed on one head. If I could keep from killing this one, you can keep from hurting the rest. Now go on. Oh. They rode as they did. Roland turned one last time. The contempt Jonas saw in those cool young eyes stung him worse than the whips that had scarred his back in Garland years ago. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, when they were out of sight, Jonas went into the bunkhouse, pulled up the board which concealed their little armory, and found only two guns. The matching set of six shooters with, with the dark handles, Dearborn's guns, surely, were gone. You're in the West. The soul of a man such as you can never leave the West. You'll live in exile and die as you lived. This really haunts Jonas. Yes. He literally takes the revolvers apart piece by piece and just scatters them everywhere. Just throws them. And then rides off to Sitka yes. to meet up with Roy and Clay. And then our little interstition with, with, with Susan. Susan. Pretty much. It's just Susan slept in late. So she didn't hear anybody get murdered. Anything like that. Wakes up. She has her maid, Maria, like, shaking her awake, saying, Hey, you need to leave. You need to get out of here. That The boys, the boys murdered, and you need to go. They, yes. they murdered someone. You need to leave, because they might be after you next. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, That's it for you. It says, uh, it was a bad day to sleep late. Yeah. It says, out the back, like you did before, now, Missy, now. Dress and go. Those boys put away, I, but what if they have friends? What if they come back, kill you too? Susan had been getting up. Now all the strength ran out of her legs. Boys, she whispered. Boys kill who? Boys kill who? Dearborn and his pin boys. Who are they supposed to have killed? The mayor and the chancellor. Now get up, I tell you, and get gone. This place gone loco. They didn't do such a thing, Susan said, and only just restrained herself from adding, it wasn't in the plan. It definitely was not in the plan. 
Uh, what happened to them? A terrible thought came to Susan, and she lapsed to her feet, leaped to her feet. Clothes falling all around her, she seized Maria by the shoulders. They haven't been killed. Susan shook her. Say they haven't been killed. I don't think so. There's been... Oh, God. A thousand? Thousand? Huh? Thousand? Like thousand? Thousand? Shelts and ten thousand or more to go around, but I think it's just gelled only. Sweet Lord woman. (laughs) Not killed yet, but tomorrow was reaping and tomorrow night was reaping bonfire. Susan began to get dressed as fast as she could. If I remember correctly, I think I know how (laughs) things happen from there. Yeah. Reynolds, who had been with Jonas longer than DePape, took one look at the figure cantering toward them through the skeletal oil derricks and turned to his partner. Don't ask him any questions. He's not in any mood for silly questions this morning. Who does that sound like? I know. <laughs> who else don't we ask silly questions to? Like silly games. <laughs> How do you know? Never mind. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, not much going here. Just just Jonas being in a bad mood. He literally is, like, spacey. And then... Yeah, he's... It's like he's not even, like, agitated, really. Like, I mean, he kind of sniffs at them, but most of it is he's lost. Like, he's just mumbling, and they're like, you're scaring me, so maybe I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> And also has a realization if Jonas goes crazy, they're all dead. We're screwed. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. We can't get away far enough, quick enough. We're dead. Because uh, Jonas is, or as close to a gunslinger as they've ever seen. Oh yeah. So this man's no one to trifle with. Uh, it says we have business of our own. He said, "Soonest begun, boys. Soonest done. I want to shake the dust of Magus off my hat and boots as soon as we can." I don't like the way it feels anymore. Not at all. And then we go to Rhea. So, yes. Which, I don't care about all this. No. Just Rhea spy on people. Yeah, really, it's just her her favorite person to watch in the glass, apparently. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, just her spying on people. That's what she does. Until she hears... Until it did the ball completely just goes dead. Yes, until it goes dead. And she's like, no, 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 please don't do this. And she finally hears that there's horses outside her house. And she's like, uh, um... Yep, Rhea picked the ball and was it. What's wrong with you, plaguing thing? What's wrong? The ball was heavy and Ray's strength was fading. After two or three hard shakes, it slipped in her grip. She cradled it against her and trembled. No, no, lovely, she crooned. Come back when you're ready. Aye, Rhea lost her temper. <laughs> A bit, but she's got it back now. She never meant to shake ye, and she'd never ever drop ye. So he just... She broke off and cocked her head, listening. Horses approaching. Nope, people are here. The boys? Nope, not the boys. Rhea. Rhea of the Coos. Come out here and bring what you were given. Worse. Farson wants his property. Uh, we've come to take it. Not the boys, but the big coffin hunters. Never. You dirty old white-haired prick, she whispered. You'll never take it. Her eyes moved from side to side in small shooting peaks. Scramble-headed and trumpled 
She looked at the disease, colicky driven. Blah, blah, blah. She well, noise, hip, spirit, dark, corpse eyes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So pretty much the the ball was completely dead because originally it was still a f- slightly glowing, but now it was just black. Yeah. Says a shriek came from the hut. The pape turned to Jonas with eyes wide eyes, his skin prickling. The thing which had uttered that cry hardly sounded human. Rhea, Jonas called again. Bring it out here now, woman, and hand it over. I've no time to play games with you. Silly games? Yes. So she walks out with it over her head. Yes. And this is literally a skeleton. Yes. A skeleton holding a heavy ball above its head. I was waiting yes. for it to just drop down, but... Yes, yes. Rhea has just crumbled to nothing. Yes. She's just a skeleton with sores and crap all over her. She's barely human at this point. Yes. And, of course, the Pape's first instinct is, I'm going to just draw my weapon. (laughs) Can we shoot it? Please, let's shoot it. Jonas thought that the last might be a scurvy bloom, but he didn't really care. What he cared about was the ball uprised in the dying woman's long shriveled claws. <laughs> so now we're back to Rhea, and she's she's finally getting it. She's like, I have a plan. I have a plan now. She's... Um, it says... The glass was dark, and as much as she hated that darkness, it had cleared her mind. Jonas, she cried. Eldred Jonas. I'm here, old mother, he said. Long days and pleasant nights. Never mind your sops. Time's too short for him. Says, and then of course she holds it above a stone. Says, what do you want, Jonas asked. The ball's gone dark. All the time I had it in my keeping, it was lively. And then pretty much just blames it on, blames it on him and says it doesn't want to go with you. Nevertheless, I'm under orders to take it. Jonas's voice became soft and conciliating. It was the, wasn't the tone he used when he was in bed with Coral, but it was close. Think a minute, and you'll see my situation. Farson wants it, and who am I to stand against the wants of a man who will be the most powerful in Midworld when Demon Rune arises next year? If I come back without it and say Rhea the Coos refused me of it, I'll be killed. If ye come back and tell him I broke it in your ugly old face, you'll be killed too, Rhea said. She was close enough for Jonas to see how far her sickness had eaten her. Yeah, but you know what? Given the option of death, I'm going to be taking you with me. Aye, mother, but you'd know given choice. Okay, yeah. Says, um... (laughs) It's found its mistress, I wot... That's why it went dark at the sound of your voice. Found the one it wants, has it? What should we do about that? Take me with ye. Her face twisted into an expression of gruesome greed. She looked like a corpse that is trying to sneeze. She doesn't realize she's dying, Jonas thought. Thank gods for that. Take the ball, but take me as well. I'll go with ye to Farson. I'll become his soothsayer, and nothing will stand before us, not with me to read the ball for him. Take me with ye. All right. Although what Farson decides is none of mine, you know that. Aye. Good. Now give me the ball. I'll give it back into your keeping if you like, but I need to make sure it's whole. (laughs) 
So, of course, like... <sighs> he, he, of course, reaches down and she's like, I know what you're going to do. As soon as you take that ball, you're going to shoot me. And then he's like, why? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh. Already it's it's weird that I don't know this whole thing it says you think I'll take the ball then draw my gun and kill her what harm hmm? isn't that true no. yet yeah, there would be harm and all to you and yours kill me and the ball will never shine from Farson again for someone I someday may hap but not for him and will he let ye live if he bring his toy back and he discovers it's broken. Why does Jonas actually believe her? I think it's more of a one of those, let's just get this situation over as quickly as possible. And this is really the only way to do it. Not really. Because he could double cross her. Yeah. He could take the ball, shoot the witch dead, and move on. But he chooses not to. Then again, we don't know how much Jonas really knows about the thing. He doesn't seem like he's into... But he also seems to know enough that he knows things he's done to people. I don't know. It's just just strange because I would think that he is the type that would double-cross her. He really is. Even his men think so. Yeah, well, his his men wanted to shoot her right from the beginning, so... Uh, I think you may... Let's see. She... Jonas already considered this. We have a bargain, old mother. You go west with the glass unless you die beside the trail some night. You'll pardon me for saying so, but you don't look well. She crackled. I'm better than I look or years left. For this clock of mine runs down. I think you may be wrong about that, old mother, Jonas thought. But he kept his peace and only held out his hand for the ball. Woman, you're a walking corpse at the moment. I don't know. So apparently she she very, very, she didn't much want to, but she finally gives it over. And of course, the first thing that happens is his head immediately starts hurting. Because this ball immediately senses how strong his life force is and is like, mine. Pretty much. As the instant passes from her to him, the ember of pink light pulses deep in the depths of the glass. A throb of pain into Jonas's head, and a shiver of lust. As from a great distance, he heard the Pape and Reynolds cocking their pistols. Put those away, Jonas said. But they thought he was going to double-cross Rhea, the old woman said, cackling. Good thing you're in charge rather than them, Jonas. Mayhap you know some and they don't. No, see, the thing is, they really, you, you, you just don't cross the, the old witch. Oh, wait, wait, I know. Says he knew something, all right, how dangerous the smooth, glassy thing in his hands was. It could take him in a blink if it wanted, and in a, ma- in a month he would look like the witch. I think his plan was kind of let the, the ball just feed off of her the entire way, so it wouldn't... Maybe, I don't know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that would probably be the only knowledge I could get from this. As Like, if we just keep her with us, it'll keep feeding on her. She'll be our little sacrifice all the way to... <laughs> and now Rhea wants them to go grab her cart and go to the pool of yeah. the cart. 
And of course, she's been staring at the ball so long that her goats are dead. Yeah, the her goats, goats are, are way oh, dead. Man, made it. He's just not making it. He's not doing well. <laughs> Slipped through the shed's gagging door and knew at once that Rhea's goats had finished their days of pulling. <laughs> They're yeah. very dead. Very dead. I'm too busy watching what goes on in that glass ball to bother, he thought. I don't want to know, he muttered from behind his pulled-up neckerchief. It's always been weird. (laughs) The only thing he did want right now was to get the hell out of here. So they dragged the cart out. Yes, this black cart with gold painting stuff all over the side of it. This... For some reason, that just, just weird. I pictured like the the one, the, like the little carts and stuff that they have for like the fortune tellers and everything like that, like Robin Hood and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mm. Um. Rhea goes to get the drawstring bag and bring it back out to him. To which he puts it back in the bag. And then I... Uh, Jonas thought it over and said, I see front to begin, I guess. You'll do for her and this glass bubble, babble as well. I reckon until the party's over tomorrow. I see front. I've never been there, Rhea said, moving forward against... Again, when she reached Jonas's horse, which, uh, which ties the shy away from her. Of course it did. Me too. <laughs> she opened the bag. After a moment of... Further consideration, Jonas dropped the ball in it. It bulged around the bottom, making a shape like a teardrop. Rhea wore a sly smile. Mayhap we'll meet Thorn. If so, I might have something to show him in the, the good man's toy that he'd interest ever so much. If you meet him, Jonas said, getting down to help hitch the peeps horse to the back, the black cart, it'll be in a place where there's no magic is needed to see far. She looked at him, frowning, and then... The sly smile slowly resurfaced. Why? I believe our mayor met with a accident. <laughs> so Could weirdest be. way possible. Yeah, yeah. Could he be. tripped on a knife to his throat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it just went against his throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she gets onto her cart-like throne, and the journey begins. Pretty much. So yes, this is this is definitely end times. Yeah. We have our heroes now jailed. We have all the people moving into their places. Mm-hmm. And just hell's about to break loose. The final battle is soon to begin. Uh, the boys are caught. The bad guys are doing well. Rhea's Rhea. And Susan's out and about. She's the only character that hasn't moved into position. Yes. But she will. She has things to do. Yep. She has things to do. So. So, next week we'll be moving into Chapter 8, The Ashes. That sounds so pleasant. It does. It sounds extremely pleasant. What are we looking at? We're looking at... Let's see. Maybe the graph. 94... 19 pages this time. Oh, not bad. So not even 20. 
We'll be moving to chapter nine, reaping. Ah! The end times. The end times. And then eventually we're going to get back to our crew, right? Yeah, I mean, at the, the end of the book. I just can't remember how far into the end of the book. I miss our buddies, okay? How far is... Oh, this next chapter's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. That chapter. Woo! Oh, yeah. Hmm. We've got about 45 pages. Oh, that's that's pleasant. Mm-hmm. Almost twice as long as we've been reading. And that one was reaping? Oh, yeah, it's reaping. Okay. It's a good, thick chapter. Yay! Chapter 10, which I think will end this story before we move back into... Oh, they that's going to be Oh, <laughs> They just oh. keep going. Stop. Sweet Lord. Stop. Oh, that's going to be a big chapter. Oh, so it's so... It's, oh. Yeah, and then we, we move into the other. Okay, well, on that note, guys. So, yeah, chapter 10 is going to be... Puppy is freaking out. It is. It's going to be 51 pages. Oh, my goodness. So we got two giant chapters coming up. Oh, those are gonna be fun when we get back. But those, it is the end time. The end yeah. of days. The end of days. But a good chapter. A lot of bad things, but a good chapter nonetheless. Cold nose. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, you can reach me at Stars on Travel, reach me at KZ Pop, reach the show beyond our focus everywhere, including YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Maybe. Reach the puppy at puppy.com. Puppy.com. Probably not. Probably not. Throwing that out there. Probably not. I'm sure there is a puppy.com. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Uh, She will not be there, but it exists. Sure, you can occasionally catch her on my Instagram, but yeah, puppies. Puppies got a puppy. So, any final thoughts? Hang in there, guys. Hang in there with us. We really have like. Not too many chap- I don't know how many chapters is in this last little we section. We will go into this battle together and come out victorious. Because we have to because we're not there going really through it. five to six chapters in the next one. It looks like five, but it might be a little end thing. We may read with that, I don't know. But roughly five. Plus the two that we have to go. Or we just seven. We have eight, nine, ten, and then five. So eight chapters total left. So eight weeks. Oh. <sighs> I need more energy in my life. So, roughly two more months. So, somewhere in November, we'll be switching over. About Thanksgiving! Continue to fight with us! I have no energy. Okay, that's fine. All right. (laughs) Till next time! Long days and pleasant nights.